Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis. Thank you for joining. It's not where you start, but where you finish. Heard that before? I mean, that's a quote that we can easily probably relate to a lot of areas of our lives. But today we're talking about your career. So is that a quote that resonates with you as it relates to your career? Are you one of those people over the last year that you realize it's time to transition from your current job or maybe just to a different career altogether? Or do you feel like you should be doing something different, but you need help gaining clarity as to what that is? Kyra, you asked some really good questions. Well, thank you, friends. Thank you. Thank you. Well, today, my guest is going to be able to help us answer all those questions. My guest is career coach Danielle Deshaw. Danielle will be joining me to talk about how to gain that clarity as well as how to step into the career transition you've either been dreaming of or that you didn't know you needed. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I am Kyra. Thank you guys for joining. So I am so excited to have Danielle Deshaw here today. Um, Danielle is a career coach for women and she is going to give us some good, good, good information today. So welcome to the Glow Up Girl podcast, Danielle. Uh, Thank you, Kyra, so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be here and to talk to you about this. Yes, yes. Awesome. Well, this definitely like talking careers, talking like where to start, (laughs) you know, like you can start somewhere, but you can also advance and change and transition Um, is so awesome. And I'm so glad to have you here. Um, Let's start um, with you. Let's talk about um, Danielle. Why don't you tell the audience about yourself? Okay, perfect. So for me, I, so I was a Danielle Deshaw. So currently today I have a few different careers. So I have a a day career in human resources. I produce and host a TV show uh, in my spare time. And I also have a business where I'm helping women really to kind of own their career journeys and really to explore their potential. And I find what's really interesting about me is I started my career in a microbiology lab. So when I say like where you start your career is not where you have to stay or finish, mm-hmm. it's really because it's, it's a journey. And yeah. I've been very, very privileged to have this amazing journey where I've gone from microbiology lab, I climbed the corporate ladder, and then I was able to make some different career choices and step off and explore entrepreneurialism. Mm-hmm. And really that allowed me to get to where I am today. So I've worked in multiple industries, multiple divisions. <laughs> And today I've landed kind of right sitting on the fence with kind of one shoe in mm-hmm. each world, corporate and entrepreneur. And I found that that actually completes all of me. It makes me feel really whole. Oh, I love that. I love that. So let's talk about the transition. So from where you started, what inside of you, like what spurred this, um, this change for you where you said, I want to, you know, I want to try this or I want to be doing something different. Absolutely. So I think where it really started was when I was in university, I took a class and it was a communications class and we had to get really clear on kind of where we wanted to, to go after our, our university when we were done. 
And I got it in my head at that point in time was I wanted by 40, I wanted to make a certain amount of money and have a certain title. Mm -hmm. When I got into my first career, it's almost like I was always, I was hungry. I was always learning, like hungry to learn something new. What's the next challenge? And how can I apply that to what I already know to kind of take that next step? But within my first, oh, I'd say about five years of my, my career, I remember my dad saying to me, he's like, wow, you've changed companies. You're on your second company, but your third or fourth actual role within these two companies, he's like, you kind of need to slow down. Like, what's like, and I said, I'm dad, you know, I was, you know, mid twenties. And I said, you know, I think the stats were at that time that you would have seven career changes mm-hmm. across your lifetime. I think last year I read something on Workopolis that said that you would have double digits uh, career changes in your lifetime now. But at the time, my 20s, I'm like, oh, I'm just ahead of the curve, dad. It's okay. <laughs> it just, it became just, I was always constantly exploring and how can I challenge myself? I was always about, let's get really good what I'm doing now. And then what's next and what's next. And I wasn't afraid earlier in my career to change companies and to change different roles and what I was doing. So I think that's really kind of where I started. And that's really what has been, been able to uh, propel me through these different transitions that I've had across my career. I actually, I love that. I love that you said, you know, you brought up exploring because I think for so many um, women, a lot of times you women feel like, you know, I have to stay in this place and I have to, you know, grow inside of the company, which is fine. I mean, it's totally fine if that's what you want to do and that, you know, they feel like, you know, a lot of times, like you said, your dad mentioned um, that you've changed a lot. And I remember um, my mother-in-law saying that to me when I was like, sort of like maybe a job, a job ago. Um, She's like, oh, well, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, I was like, that is so crazy, you know, but then, you know, you sort of have to look at it from that generational aspect, you know, like for them, it was all about like you getting in a company and you being loyal in that company and, and growing inside of that, um, in that place. But also, you know, you're, I'm like, mm, well, I don't want to just like, just be doing something just because somebody thinks I'm supposed to be doing this. Um, and I think like, you know, so I love that you mentioned um, just just being open to exploring different opportunities because you never know where you can find the thing that you're is meant for you, the, the career that you're really good at and what you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think in so many times too, companies necessarily don't always have the role, like that next best role mm-hmm. for you because yeah. of the industry they're in or the product or the service they're providing. So I think sometimes where you want to go next just doesn't mm-hmm. exist in your own company. So you yes. would at that point have to make that choice. Do I stay or do I go? And that is another, that's a great, another great point. Um, I think that in today's um, like world, you know, a lot of HR um, like departments, and, and don't get me wrong, I think it's a lot about the individual sort of like driving your career and figuring out what you want to do. But I think it's on the, the onus of the company when someone wants to stay there. Like if someone has a real interest in, I love this place, I want to be here, but I want the opportunity to grow, that I feel like, you know, they have to provide like a career roadmap. And I'm finding that so many companies now don't really have that or they don't understand what you do. 
Um, so you sort of get lumped into this, like, so I'm a marketer by day and, um, and I am a marketer that can sort of do, like, I've done all the things like in marketing. So, um, obviously, and I'm, and it's probably because of my generation, like I'm generation X. So, um, you know, we sort of just <laughs> grew up like <laughs> picking up skills and doing things. And so I was always open to like, oh yeah, you need some help with that. Or that's something new I can learn. I'll learn that. And, you know, I, I, I've learned, you know, with like, like millennials, you know, a lot of them were more focused in areas of like, this is what, you know, I like to do. I'm a content marketer or I'm a digital or I'm an SEO, you know, I have these um, like specialties. And so it's really hard for the person that has like the big bucket skill set, because most times I find that like jobs don't quite know what to do with you. They don't know how to, they don't know how to lay, like they can't put a label on like what you do. So um, it's often like, oh, well, I mean, you know how to do a lot of things. Um, so what do you want to like? Well, I mean, what would you think that someone that is in a group and they may be a senior leader and they know how to do like all of these things, what would you think the next ideal step for that person would be. Now I know what I think it is, but why do you know, why don't you know the company? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, so I, <laughs> yeah, please go ahead. But that's why I think it's really important from yeah, the company has some responsibility. And I think mm -hmm. also the employee has responsibility as mm -hmm. well. And I think it's very, for me, it's very important to like at the end of the day, you own wherever it is that you want to go, you own that next step. And if your boss, your leader has multiple employees that they're responsible for, for them to make sure everyone's, you know, kind of on whatever track, like success, succession plan they're on, that's, that's a lot of work. And it's a lot of, a lot of conversations. So I'm always big on and what I've done in my career, and I've gotten much, much better at over the years is knowing more exactly what it is that I want. Mm -hmm. And having the confidence and the courage sometimes to have those conversations with my leaders to say, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. This is where I see myself. This is the roles I really don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. But being able to have those conversations and drive them. And also, like, sometimes, a lot of times in companies, you have a mid-year and a year-end conversation mm -hmm. or at the beginning of your goal. So maybe you're meeting three times a year with your boss to say, kind of, how are things going? What are your career plans? Where do you see yourself in two, five, 10 years? But I think it's really those more consistent conversations that you need to have with your, with your boss, with your leader, so that you're always top of mind. Mm -hmm. When opportunities come up that match your skill set, and you're very clear on what your strengths are, what your skill sets are, that you're always top of mind when opportunities are there. So people are always thinking, oh, here's this great job. Let's, let's give it to Kyra. Kyra's perfect for it. Let's go talk to her first before we post or do things mm -hmm. like that. But mm -hmm. I think it's, it's important to, to own your journey, but which, know, which means at the end of the day, knowing what you want. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it just means knowing what you don't want. But then making sure you're having those conversations with, again, your boss or your, your leaders. And if you can't have them there, like growing a network outside of your, mm -hmm. your own organization and having those conversations and exploring there as well. Um, I think that's, that's great advice. So talk about how someone or some advice on how to gain that clarity. So when you are a person and you're like, oh, well, I'm trying to figure out like, what do I, what do I like? What do I not like? You know, because sometimes people are just in almost like autopilot of doing a job because work and everything is so busy. Um, what do you, what do you say um, for that? Some advice 
So for that, there's a couple of different ways that you can approach it. When I look mm -hmm. at kind of how I started at the beginning of my career, it was, okay, so I've got this skill set, whatever you're coming out of college, university or trade school with. So let's just get in and let's start figuring things out, what your strengths are, what you like, what you don't like. Then for mm -hmm. me, it became, I know ABC. So what do I want to learn next? What, what do I want to learn next? What do I want to do next? That builds on ABC that gets me DEF. Mm -hmm. That's how I approached it earlier in my career. Once I started looking at changing uh, industries and kind of now jumping industries, I looked at what did I do? What did I like to do? But then where are my gaps? So if I love what I'm doing, so I used to be in quality and I loved the quality world in manufacturing, but I got to the point where in my growth, I'm like, well, in order for me to be a much better person in my quality role, I really need to learn about the manufacturing side of the business. So when I transitioned, I transitioned to a completely different industry and a different division. I went into the manufacturing division in order mm -hmm. to get that skill set and that knowledge and those, um, the awareness of how the, the actual works versus sometimes in, in quality, I think, oh, like when I, I designed systems and processes and mm -hmm. everything looks great on paper, but then to actually bring it down to the shop floor was very different. So I wanted to, to fill a gap. So that's another way of looking at um, knowing what you want or kind of how to start progressing through your career is mm -hmm. what gaps do you have that would make you better at what you're doing today that you really like. Uh -huh. And then it, then it also, now I'm at the point where, where's the challenge? So again, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 15, you know, 20 years now into my career. It's now become what really fulfills me. Right. And where am I getting the most joy out of what it is that I'm doing? And how can I insert more of that into what it is that I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And so for me, that became that now I have, so I've got this, this day career, which, which I love, you know, in human resources, helping others through their mm -hmm. career. But then I also realized I love having conversations and I love supporting women entrepreneurs. And I love sharing their solutions that they have to other people's you know, career challenges. And so how can I figure those out and connect that? So I get all this joy and this passion and this sense of purpose from outside of my day career, right. but yet I get to infuse all of those feelings and those skill sets into my day career, which makes me even better at what I do every day. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> that you. is what we all, everyone uh, um, should be striving for. And I think that's great when you can find that, um, that um, joy. Um, I love that you also reference joy a lot because I'm really big on like, you know, I talk a lot about like, the difference between being happy and, and having joy. <laughs> so I think that's really great. Um, so let's talk about um, why do you think it's important to continue to focus on giving your best, even when you're not crazy about maybe your current situation? Yeah. So there's two kind of ways that I would, I would come at that for answers. And one is there's always growth. So even if you're, you're in a situation where you're, you're not happy or it's not challenging, it really becomes a challenge. Like the challenge becomes like, how can you continue to grow and what skill sets can you really use to start making a difference to make, making, um, to making change? It's also looking at how do you deal with these challenges that you're up against? Because sometimes you don't always have the choice or the opportunity at that moment in time to do something different. So how can you make the best of that situation? So it's really, it's, it's a great way to kind of, how do you deal with challenges? Do you deal with them head on? How do you come up with solutions? How are you problem solving? Mm -hmm. It's also mm -hmm. an, another way to kind of learn what, how do you motivate yourself exactly. when you're doing something like those yeah. sometimes very mundane tasks, like you're typing or entering in data, or you're asking, you know, the same question over and over again. How do you 
kind of come up with that, like, how do you motivate yourself to stay excited? How do you turn it into fun? Like, mm-hmm. these are really valuable skill sets that you're going to need when you're up against different challenges in your career. And then how can you use your skill, new, your skill sets in new ways? Mm-hmm. And these are all different ways that you can grow, even if you're in a situation that may not, you may not be happy with at work. Right. They also say you want to bring your best uh, to work every day because it helps to create opportunities. When you're still, you know, giving it, giving it your best, you know, people see that outcome and you want that really more positive outcome coming from your work. Again, it could be through your metrics, it could be through your goal achievements, but you want that to showcase because then it's opportunities, again, open up within your own organization or with your own network. People can say, oh my, like, again, they're going back to what they know and what they see you do. And that seeing that you're going to be really good at something else. So you want to make sure that you want to, can you continue to keep having opportunities open up for you and that people remember you for them? They want to, and also I, for me, it's the mindset piece. Mm-hmm. So if you're continuing to give your best and coming at, coming at what you're doing with the mindset of it's going to take me to where I want to go next, mm-hmm. or I still want to make sure I'm serving others in the best way, it puts you in a much better mindset so that when you actually do start going to look for different opportunities, when you're, whether it be a promotion or you're looking to leave the company, you're in a better place. You're going to come at um, new opportunities with a different perspective. And if you're in interviews, you're going to be a lot more excited mm-hmm. because you know that everything that you have done has brought you to this moment now. And you want that to be a really positive moment for you for yourself and then whoever uh, you're serving. Yes, I agree with that. I definitely think mindset is so important because it's, I mean, you're going to take that, like who you are and how you respond to things. I mean, that's always going to sort of be like a foundation for you, right? So if you go somewhere else and you start to come against those, come up against those same challenges, or, you know, you're like, oh, well, this feels just like the old thing, you know, the old job. I mean, at some point you have to sort of look inward at yourself. And I do think that you're right. It's like, it's about like discipline. It's like, how do you want to show up for yourself? Like you take all the people out of it. And it's just like, how do I want to show up every day for me? Like I am a hard worker. I want to win. I want to do the best that I can do, whether, you know, whether I'm happy or here or not, I'm still going to do a great job because that's who you are at the core. And I think that when people get to a point to where they're just sort of like, not, you know, just like floating through the day, or they've just, they're angry at work, or they're just like, I can't, I don't want to do it, you know, or whatever. They're just not turning in like their best. And that shows, I think that's going to follow you because you're going to go to a different job or you're going to start a business and you're going to still have that same mindset of, you know, like when things get, when the going gets tough, (laughs) then you're going to just like, "Mm, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No. it totally impacts the, the quality and the output of your work. And it, it could be you know, you're making a lot more mistakes because you're just not engaged. Well, then pe- right. that's again, it becomes almost like that reputation and people are like, oh, well, maybe I don't want to work with her because so just mm-hmm. again, it's you want to make sure you're putting in like the best of yourself. Yes. So you want positive outcomes. Everyone's going to have a bad day. And some days yeah. you're not going to always like everything you do, yeah. but it's focusing on the bigger picture and really looking at. So how can I still continue to give my best even in this moment, which may be challenging, um, but how can I do that? Because you're working, you're looking at the bigger picture, right? Yep. Just remember to breathe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> breathe. Always breathe. 
breathe, take a take, walk away from your desk. If you're still working at home, you know, you can go outside, go play with your puppy or your, your pet, you know, or your kids or something. Just, you know, take, take, take a step away. Yeah. All right. So let's move into, so let's talk about how people can get started. Say you are at a point where you're like, oh, I've been um, in, you know, finance for 10 years. And I don't want to be in finance anymore. I really think that I would be good at, you know, no, I'm actually, I'm a good baker. You know, I bake cakes and, and, and desserts and I'm, I'm great at that. So what advice would you give to anyone who's um, considering a career change? What do they need to do first? So the first thing for that I would kind of advise on is get very clear on what is it that you're looking for and what it is that you want and then also why. So why are you looking for a career change? If it's small, it might be a little more, more obvious, but if you're looking again, going from say finance to baking and starting your own business, there really has to be that bigger like, why, what's driving this? And because I think that almost becomes sometimes the motivation that you need when things are getting a little more challenging or tough. And it's also, to me, it's, it's connecting in with like yourself and it could just simply be, you know what, I'm just, I'm looking to grow in a different way. I'm looking to feel purposeful in my career. And these are all great, great answers. And no two answers are going to be the same. There's no wrong answers when you start asking yourself these questions to get very clear on what it is that you want and then why. Why is it important to you? Mm-hmm. And if you're making, again, I would think you know, career transitions of any kind, advice is start networking. If you haven't already been doing it within your career, start networking. It could be on LinkedIn. It could be talking to your friends and asking for different introductions. But if you're looking to make like different career changes, talk to someone who works in that industry. Mm-hmm. Something that's really uh, popular right now that I'm hearing a lot about in my network is like informational interviews. Mm-hmm. Again, finding someone who knows someone in the industry that you want to be in connecting with them and just saying in an email saying, I just want to take up 10 to 15 minutes of your time to ask a few few questions about what it's like to work in your industry, some challenges. I'm interested, but I want to make sure this is the right step for me before I start moving forward. At the end of the day, you're building your network, you're getting the clarity that you need, and then you're also helping to identify your skill sets you already have that would be perfect for the next, for the move that you want to make. And then you also may identify the gaps that you may have as well. And then you could always ask, like, what's your advice or feedback for to help me to fill those gaps? And what is it you mm-hmm. can do? And then you're growing your network because you never know. There's the hidden job right. market. Yeah. You never know who someone in your network knows. And again, mm-hmm. it's coming out from that very positive place. You want to be top of mind. So when opportunities happen, people remember you. Mm-hmm. Now, do you find it's harder for women to transition from one career to another I think we definitely have a lot of challenges and I'm going to say a lot of the times they're, they're with our, ourself. Like sometimes we are our biggest challenge that's sitting in front of us. I feel that women and I've experienced this myself. We downplay Mm -hmm. our strengths and our successes. We just naturally do things extremely well that we don't even consider to be knowledge or skill (laughs) sets. So I think we just, we, we have our own perspective and we're just very innately good at what we do but to be able to turn that into an actual skill set that you could actually talk to or put on a resume, mm-hmm. I think that's challenging. So I think sometimes it's also hard for us to look objectively at our successes mm-hmm. and say, yeah, so like this was a success and call it out and be proud of it. 
And I think that's really important because it helps to identify the value. So when you're trying to make a, a career change, you want to be very clear on the value that you have and you can offer to whether it's a new organization, it's a new company, it's a new customer, the value that you offer and how you can help them solve their biggest challenge or solution. So mm-hmm. it's all about like self-value. And then at the same time, I'll fe- also feel that women, we, we minimize our worth. Mm-hmm. And what it is, what our contributions, that value that we're giving, what is that worth at the end of the day? So right. I think, and that could be, you know, oh, well, I'm not manager title yet. Well, yes, you probably are. And you probably have been managing your own role. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, again, we don't have that, that perspective and that clarity on what we actually do. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to asking for certain salaries, I think mm-hmm. we hold back and asking mm-hmm. for that full value of what we're worth because we it might seem too aggressive or we we doubt our own worth but i think to deal with a right. lot of this right. when you're looking at making a career change is getting feedback getting support and if you need you know, someone like an unbiased third party is connecting with different coaches who deal specifically with mm-hmm. who can help you identify your strengths to help you feel worthy and then be able to ask for what it is that you want in a, in a salary negotiation Mm-hmm. No, I am. Um, that's great. I agree with you because I feel like a lot of time women, um, like you said, we just we downplay what we bring to the table or we shrink our we allow for ourselves to we shrink, you know, in a room uh, or on a call, you know, with other people when we know, you know, we know the answer. Um, and I think I was reading something here recently that said, you know, a lot of times women, you know, will know the answer, but because we feel like we're not an expert in something, we won't contribute. Well, but, you know, then there's the guy over here that doesn't <laughs> Somebody else may definitely not know, but they have no problem, you know, like stepping in and sort of talking in a circle about nothing. Meanwhile, you know, there's a woman who could have probably just like got there in a really straight line. Um, um, so I, I think that's so true. And, and I th- another thing you said, too, as far as like when you think about salaries um, and how, you know, a woman may say, you know, oh, well, I actually you know, would like to ask for an increase because I've taken on these X number of things and, you know, and I'm getting results you know, in those things. But I think that that sort of extends itself a lot of time to not only like the professional space, but even in business, you know, you'll have um, women who, you know, you may focus or you have a service, but you're willing to like pull the price down because you don't think that it's worth it to, you know, or you, oh, no, 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 I gotta, you know, I would really charge a hundred dollars an hour for this, but I'm going to do 50 because I want to get people in the door. And I'm like, no, we have to stop like minimizing our skills and what we, our value and what we bring to the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, it was funny when you were talking about, sometimes we, we don't put our hands up or get the answer. I remember being in school like many, many years ago and parent-teacher interviews, my parents would always come back from them saying, well, the teachers, they want you to answer more questions. Why are you not answering questions? And it typically came down to two things. One, I didn't want to look, like, look too smart. Mm-hmm. And two, I, I was afraid, what if I was wrong? then how are you going to feel? And you're afraid of being judged. I was afraid of being judged if I was wrong. Cause what are people going to think then of me if I, if I was right. wrong? So I, I find that's what, what holds us back as well. Even though after in, we're in our careers, we've got all this knowledge and the set. it's more now 
we need to share that. And I think we have so much to offer. I see this all the time with guests on the TV show where I'm always like, you've got so much to offer in these are like how you can help others. And the guests are like, Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we, we know, we know, yeah. but I think it's still so hard to kind of internalize it and just confidently say, yes, like yeah. I have value. I know what I'm talking about. If I'm wrong, that's okay. Because then yeah. I'm going to learn because especially now people have no problems correcting us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I think it is, um, we're always evolving, which means we're always learning. And if you get it, you know, I'm never afraid. Like if I did something wrong or I got it wrong, I'm always like, oh yeah, well, I, I was wrong on that point. Um, and then, but, but here's what I found out and how, you know, we can fix it. And I think that, um, well, my coach always refers to it as like your inner mean girl, like your inner mean girl always shows up as like self-doubt to tell you like, don't raise your hand because, you know, don't do this, don't do that, you know, because you know, come on, do you really know the answer? Um, and it's just sort of silencing that and just being like, you know, here's, here are my thoughts <laughs> and, and giving that. And I found, and I found that more times um, people will listen um, because, you know, most times when women are raising their hands to speak, they do genuinely have something of value to add. It's not just yeah. someone raising their hand to just talk and be seen. So I think that's really important out there, um, ladies, um, for you to continue to do. Um, so, Danielle, what would you say to, because with you working in HR every day, mm -hmm. um, obviously now this year, and um, we've seen a lot of opportunities um, sort of exploding and coming up as people are reopening their businesses, and, you know, and things are sort of getting back into our new normal. Um, what do you say to women who may be out there looking for a job and they may be searching for opportunities, but they're not getting um, selected um, for those opportunities or they feel like they can't find the right opportunity? So I think what it comes it comes down, I think at the very core is what we've been talking about a lot during our conversation here is just really knowing what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. And it could be, like we were speaking even before, before this, like, is the grass really greener on the other side? And maybe the right opportunity for you is within your own company. It's just, you're not able to see it because you haven't networked or asked the right questions or had the right conversations. So I think when you're, when you're looking for something, you may not, and not, may not be having success, take a step back. And it's okay sometimes to take a step back to take that breath and to get clear and understand what it is that you truly, truly want. Because when you're not sure, it comes out in your messaging as well. It could come out in your resume and, and, and not being very clear on, again, your skill set, the value that you offer and what it is that you're worth. And it also, it, when you're not sure, it makes it hard to, if you want to use your network, to have your network know exactly what it is that you're looking for and what, what you're, what you're clear on. So I think that is like one of the key points is stepping back, getting very, very clear on what it is that you want. And sometimes it, it means being very honest and mm -hmm. it may not be exactly what you've been chasing after. It may be something completely right. different, but I think you have to get very open and honest with yourself, get clear, mm -hmm. and then being able to ask for help, whether it mm -hmm. be from people in your network, talking to people in your organizations that you, that you trust or expanding out and finding a coach or someone who's actually able to, to help you with, again, getting clear on what you want and then helping you to take those next steps. And sometimes it's just feeling confident 
and being mm-hmm. able to, to make the transition. You'll want to, you're not sure because there's safety <laughs> with, with normalcy right. in the day to day. And yeah. sometimes it's just, it's just having someone behind you, being your cheerleader, mm-hmm. being your champion, mm-hmm. that makes all the difference in the world. Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, it's okay to decide to go a different path. You know, like if you may have thought, oh, yeah, and you know, I want to do this by this age or I want to be vice president or, you know, whatever of in, in my department. It's okay if you decide that, you know what, actually, I like being an individual contributor, you know, or I like, you know, so I think that that's another thing that women have to, you know, be okay with if you decide you have different goals. Um, but it, it starts with being, like you said, honest, like you have to start with being honest with yourself and, and looking inside first to what you truly want and what you actually really bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like working with your network because companies all have like different titles for, for similar jobs or different jobs. Mm-hmm. And I was fine whenever I was looking for, you know, for different roles, you look at a title and say, well, I don't, I don't really know what that is. So you just, you, yeah. you, you just scroll through. Whereas I think sometimes, and this may be from a, a company perspective, if titles can be very clear on the actual duties and what mm-hmm. someone would be doing in the role, I think you might have more people applying to the roles that are best fit or what they're looking for right. because the languaging is the same and we're all speaking mm-hmm. the same language. But I think sometimes, especially cross industry, we use different language across industries, exactly. which I think is also why it's important to have the network and then do those informational interviews with people in the industry that you want to work in so that you understand that language. So you realize that job you've been scrolling by with that title is actually the job that you want. (laughs) Right. Yeah, right. Definitely. That's so true. Uh, Well, why don't you tell everyone how you work with women and about your program, your coaching, um, and how they can reach out to you if they're interested? Wonderful. Thank you. So I work with women in a couple of ways. The first is so for women who are really looking to explore their potential and even who are slightly interested in becoming an entrepreneur, but they're not quite sure because it's very different worlds. I work with them through a coaching program. It's a very unique program where we focus very heavily on mindset for the first you know, three months. And then we start diving into skill sets and like those deeper tangible um, outcomes um, as, 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 as we're also building on the mindset as well. The other uh, piece that I do is I work with women entrepreneurs who really want to get more comfortable and confident being on camera and connecting with their audiences with authentic conversations without worrying about all the tech and and mm-hmm. feeling salesy, but really mm-hmm. having those authentic conversations. And I really focus on the live piece and doing things live because if you want authenticity, live is, live is it. It's mm-hmm. also the <laughs> easiest way, the less tech, like it's just pushing a button and going. So I really, I love helping mm-hmm. women entrepreneurs to really kind of position and promote themselves as the experts that they are providing the value that they have mm-hmm. and doing it confidently on camera. Awesome. That is great because that is so true. <laughs> there's not, well, there's no time when, you know, when you do things live, there's no time to overthink things. There's just, yeah. um, you're just getting ready and you're going to go. And I think yeah. that's where you are able to have your most, you know, more honest conversations. So yeah. 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 And how yeah. can how can the audience find you online? How can they connect to you? The best way to connect is either on LinkedIn, you know, Danielle Deshaw, or you can follow me on on Instagram. So Danielle Deshaw 11 or my business account is own your journeys. 
Awesome. And I will definitely drop um, this information into the show notes so that you can easily find it out there. Um, all right. Well, great conversation. I could talk about like um, careers and, <laughs> and, and and changing careers, staying in careers. I talk about that all day because I think it's just it's just a, it's an amazing discussion to have. And I think you learn something. I know I learn something different every time. Whereas you're thinking like, oh yeah, I could do it this way. But I love that you really are driving home the thing that it is about connection and finding, um, working in your network and doing doing the informational interviews because people are really excited to like talk about what they do. If you um, reach out to them, like when I've done informational interviews in the past, like I rarely have had somebody say like, no, I don't want to do it. I mean, because people like to talk about themselves and what they do. Yes. And you're approaching it with the, I have a challenge, you have a solution. And yeah, it's, it's, it, again, we're approaching it with that, that very positive um, mindset as well. So yeah. it's, they're very powerful. Yes. All right. Well, now we're going to move into uh, one of my favorite parts of the show, five things. So five things with Danielle. Um, so we'll I'll ask you five questions. Um, this just helps us to get to know you on the inner workings of Danielle's mind. And I always Perfect. like to start with this question for anyone that's on the show. How do you start the day? So how I start the day, I will be very honest. It all depends on where I'm going for the day. So if I have to head into the office, then my day starts a little bit differently than if I'm going to be working from home that day. But one thing I always in, in kind of in, make sure I have in the morning is time to reflect on what it is that I want to do that day. So I'm starting my day with intention and I'm also doing gratitude. Yes. So if I could be brushing my teeth and just look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what, you've heard rock star, or I'm grateful <laughs> for the ability that, I, that I'm going into work. Or I could be driving in my car. You know, if I don't do it in the mirror, I could be driving in my car. You're at the red light mm -hmm. and just kind of sitting there and reflecting, okay, so how do I want to kind of give the best of myself today? What is my day looking like that I know of? And how do I need to be? And, and how do I need to feel? And or how do I want to feel? And then breathing, again, that stoplight, if you happen to kind of relax a little bit, the person behind you will let you know when the light goes green <laughs> and you can move on. But for me, it's all about finding those moments just to myself where I can relax and be grateful and say a little affirmation for myself and just really be intentional about how I want to start my day. Awesome. Awesome. Um, what's a one project that you're working on now that you're excited about, if you can tell us? Absolutely. So something I'm really excited right now is building on really helping women entrepreneurs to feel comfortable and confident on camera. I've got a course, a four to six week course. I'm doing beta, you know, market research right now, and I'm getting amazing feedback. And so I'm going to be delivering that to really help women entrepreneurs. Just those have been just posting, but are afraid to do video and they really want to get their video out, but they've been holding back for whatever reason. That's really who I want to help. So I'm really excited to get that out probably about mid June. Awesome. Um, how do you deal with a challenging day? I think we've talked about this a few times already. It's that whole breathe piece. Mm -hmm. so yes. it, it's kind of breathing. And sometimes if you kind of need to walk away from your desk mm -hmm. or, or your phone or your, wherever your desk happens to be right now, just kind of taking a little bit of breather to wrap my head around what's happening. What do I need to do? Realigning my priorities, understanding that I can't control everything else around me. I can only control how I respond. 
And I'm really focused these days on kind of being at what's called being at cause. So kind of always not, you can't always be in control, but you can control how you respond. So Mm -hmm. what conversations do I need to have? What do I need to get out of my day? What, you know, what, what emails do I need to send? And so I'm really big on focusing on like re- always constantly reprioritizing. And if I need to, I always I have this rule of ones. It's called, and it basically goes, you know, what is the one thing that I can do to get myself 1% better to stepping one, one step forward closer to whatever it is I need to get done, whether it be my goal or something that's happening at work or trying to just integrate, you know, life, work, kids, mm-hmm. career, t- like TV show. Mm-hmm. So for me, it all becomes one, breathe, taking that time to step back, reprioritize, and then realizing what I can control, I can control myself, mm-hmm. responding as positively as I can. And then if it really comes down to it, what's the one thing really focusing on that rule of ones, what's the one thing that I can do to just take that next step. And then once it's done, okay, what's the next thing I can do? So breaking <laughs> right. it down into that much, much smaller, more manageable chunk. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think that's great advice. I love that. Um, what is a goal, so personal or professional, that you've set for yourself this year? And how are you tracking towards it? Oh, my gosh. A goal for me, I would have to say from the business side of it is really it's that, that course. And really, I want to mm-hmm. help I, if I put a number to it, because I'm, I'm a metrics girl, like mm-hmm. I want to help a 1000 women, you know, get clear on what that next step is, and then take it, and whatever it, it means to them in their career. So it could be as simple as someone coming onto the TV show, someone taking a course, someone just getting clear on the fact that, you know, I, I'm okay to get up and do a presentation at work. Like that's the next step in your career is understanding what's a challenge you've been facing and then overcoming that challenge. So that's a goal that I have for this year. And it's, it could be, it could be something smaller. It could be something huge, but it's all about, you know, kind of the perspective of helping women to take that next step and exploring their potential and moving towards what they really want to do with their career. Awesome. Love that. And last, how do you end the day? How I end the day is very similar to how I start the day where I just kind of, again, where I'm brushing my teeth or you're kind of climbing into bed. And I think about like, how did the day go? Did it go as great as I, as I wanted it to be? If not, okay. So what can I maybe do differently tomorrow? Again, looking at my successes, celebrating those. And also again, that whole place of gratitude, like, what am I grateful for? Like, I'm grateful for the fact that I was able to have one connection today. That was very powerful. Right. I was grateful because I was able to get my, my huge you know, list of to-do lists done and, and checked off. So looking mm-hmm. at the day from that place of gratitude, you're kind of starting and I end it from there. And I just, it's, I don't know. I just, to me, it just helps to calm me down and mm-hmm. helps me go to sleep a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely great. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. Thanks for playing. Look, thanks for playing along with that. I love that part of the show. Um, but thank you. Thank you for coming on today. I, I, this was such a great conversation. Um, and uh, I wish you so much success. Um, please ping me when your course is ready. I would love to be able to share it with my audience to say, hey, you know, get over there because I, I think there are a lot of women entrepreneurs out there that really are in need of that um, service. I mean, I may even have to sign up myself because... <laughs> Because I was one of those people at first that I was like, I don't want to, um, I don't want to do this video thing. But then I started getting a lot of notes from people saying like, well, can you record like the podcast too? So we can see you and like the people you talk to. So um, I was like, 
Yeah, sure, I can. <laughs> so, so yeah, so please um, keep us posted. Um, much success to you um, in the future. Thank you. Thank you. you as well. What you're doing with this podcast and Glow Up Girl, this is just, it's amazing. I love how you're helping to create this safe place for women to really kind of explore their potential as well and, and, and really evolve in their career. Awesome. Thank you. Well, stay tuned, everyone. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glow of Girl podcast. I'm Kyra. Thanks again to Danielle for joining us today. Be sure to check the show notes for all the links to connect to Danielle and to follow her on social. Find out more about Glow Up Girl at glowupgirl.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, at LinkedIn, YouTube, and also on Facebook. Before I go, as always, I'd like to leave you with a little glow inspiration. Today's quote comes from Sheryl Sandberg. We cannot change what we are not aware of. And once we are aware, we cannot help but change. Until next time, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everyone, and thank you for listening.